up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. We're happy to be recording another podcast for this playoff game coming up on Saturday evening uh, here in the nation's capital. But unfortunately, I mean, as anybody uh, knows at this point, there's uh, some fuckery afoot going down in the nation's capital at the Capitol building to be specific. I mean, all over D.C. I mean, I know Cliff lives close to there. Corey and I both work in D.C. We both have seen this shit firsthand today. I don't really have anything planned to say about it, but I figured I'd just give you all the floor to to speak your mind on it, and I'll just uh, I'll uh, chime in when I find my place. <laughs> I mean, if we keep it a buck, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm not surprised by any of the bullshit that's going on downtown. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's funny because you just see all the tweets, and obviously everyone's like, you know, if if it was a Black Lives Matter protest and. You know, black folks wouldn't even have the opportunity to get into the Capitol or take over some shit like that. Like, this is clearly showing where we are at as a country and a certain group that has a certain privilege. And clearly, there's a, it's two different Americas that we're living in. Um, I, I, I'm not trying to really truly go on a true rant about it because I'm just, it's kind of blown me the entire day. Like, it's, it's it truly ruined my whole workday. Like, just... It literally where the protest was at, like that's where my job is at. And like there were certain people down there that I'm close with. Like, fortunately, they weren't affected by the situation, but it's like this shit is like in our backyard. And if this doesn't open people open people's eyes up to like, you know, white privilege, you know, two different Americas, there's a different set of laws for different co- different people of color and people that are clearly not people of color. Um, it's just it's sad, man. It's truly a sad day in America. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just beyond embarrassed for the country. But it's the, I I can't say that I'm surprised because I'm truly not surprised. I mean, I just never thought I would see the day where the U.S. Capitol would be taken over by <laughs> our own American citizens with no, <laughs> with no guns, with no guns, dog. No, no guns. guns. Like they talking about Show flags and shit. We we I can even take it back to the time when Kaepernick was taking a knee and they were talking about that's disrespectful to the flag, but. Here we are today seeing people rip down the American flag and put up a flag that says Trump 2020 and just throw the flag to the ground. It's disrespectful for Kaepernick to need, but there was literally a nigga sitting at Pelosi's desk dressed like a motherfucker from Workaholics with the fucking uh, wolf suit on. With his feet up. With his feet up. There was a motherfucker that took an envelope off of Nancy Pelosi's desk and when he left the Capitol building, mind you, he left not in cups. He just kind of left because they just the, the, well, they all left. Because right. the, the, the party right. are, the party over, the party done. And when he asked him, "Did you steal this off Pelosi's desk?" He was like, "No, I left a quarter." I'm like, "Dog, listen, we all from here, man." It's, and I, I've never ever said that I've ever been ashamed to be an American or I've, I'm ashamed to be from this area. But the fact that this shit happened today in my backyard and like a place that I love, I grew up, I plan to like live the rest of my life and, and raise family and this and that, yada yada yada, is damn, is, is it hurt? It's a, a hurtful, embarrassing day to be an American. And I'm I, sorry I'm I hurt people's feelings, oh but it looked like a Klan rally. If we gonna keep it a buck, it truly looked like a Klan rally from 1960, 19, whatever, whatever years you want to call yeah, it. No, yeah, the hoodless one. They were like, nah, don't bring your hoods to this one. Mm-hmm. Even worse though, Cliff, I know you're about to go off home. on them, but the fact, once I saw the, pit, the selfie of the police right. inside the Capitol taking pictures with these people that just stormed the Capitol, that tells you right there that... <laughs> All that okay. law and order stuff—it's—it's it's, it's a different set of, it's a different selfie, set of man. Yep, a selfie. A fucking you selfie. Are Capitol building security? Mm-hmm. These people have broken into the building. Mm-hmm. You took a selfie. Wow, wow. Hey, awesome. man, look, look, man. This—you know—the night that dickhead got elected. You know, I said a lot of things to people about where our country were headed after we elected him, because you could see it where we were headed. All the, you know, I would say in the last five years, I have dealt with more in my face racism than I had dealt with in the previous ten years before that. Shit ratcheted up. People get people oh, were bold out here. Bold. Absolutely. People absolutely. bold out here. The fucked up thing is, 
there are racist people in this country that actually do care about this country. Mm -hmm. right? Like there are people that are racist and they do care about America. The problem is these people don't give a fuck about America. They don't care. They like, oh, why won't he? Oh, we need him to say something. What, you want him to speak? Nah, we don't need to hear from you, bro. We need to make you as irrelevant as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. The truth is, this is an uphill battle, man. This shit ain't gonna be over on January 21st. That's not how this shit's gonna work. My thing is, though, Cliff, they wanted him to speak, but he's the one that's basically inciting right. all this right. bullshit. Right. They want him to speak as if he's ever, once ever, when in a situation like this, said something that wasn't dumb as fuck. Mm -hmm. Every time, oh, this is the moment, this is the moment, presidential. Nah, mm -hmm. he don't give a fuck. If you had told that guy at 4 p.m., they're about to kill every congressman in there that, that isn't rocking with you. Should we do it or no? He would have said, yeah, mm -hmm. do it. So if you support that, like there's people storming the Capitol. If you poll the country, how many people, how many of y'all cool with this? At least 25% are gonna be like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Because that's where we are. Absolutely. This shit, that whole shit that we were told growing up about the things that can happen in this country, and the American dream on us, that shit is dead. Mm -hmm. Done and dead. We can't even get people to believe a vote total. Mm -hmm. it's well, over. shit, Cliff, the first thing the president said in his speech to the country this afternoon was, I know they stole the election. Like, nigga, you still talking about the election being stolen? Do you not see what's going on at the Capitol? He don't give a fuck. This is what he wanted. This shit was orchestrated, man. Mm -hmm. Period. We're going to find this out over time. This was all orchestrated. All of it. The rally they had, the shit they were saying at the rally, they knew exactly what they were going for. So you know what? The shame of it all is they'll beat the shit out of somebody. They'll sit on your chest outside of a fucking cash store, out of a check, outside of a check store, claiming that you wrote a false check for $20. Mm -hmm. Right? They'll do that to you. But you can storm the, you can storm the Capitol. If you if you rock if you if you rock in a certain way you can storm the capital mm -hmm. and they take a selfie with you. It's just terrible. This is where we are. Yeah. Uh, President-elect Biden tweeted out something about an hour and a half ago. Here it is, uh, what seven thirty on Wednesday evening, and it, I don't have the tweet right in front of me, but it was somewhere along the lines of "we're or better than this as Americans." And I'm like, man, listen, I, Joe, I, I fuck with you, I rock with you, you're my man's. Nah, we're not better. Whoa. This, this yeah. is. This is who we are. This is America, man. And right. uh, like Cliff hey. said, like just circling back to what Cliff said, if you think that the Trumpist ways of some of the people in this country and the people that are elected to lead people in this country is uh, just going to subside on January 20th, man, I, I got a, you got a rude awakening coming for you, bro. This shit is here to stay. Um, you saw Donald Trump Jr. today before the shit started going down on stage talking about this ain't the Republican party anymore. This is my father's party. And he's he's right, man. He's the voice of that party now. The problem is it's the voice of a fucking man, man. So, you know. Not to get sidetracked, but I don't know, Cliff, you saw, I know you a fan. The Celtics just walked off the floor. Yeah. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, my nigga. My mm -hmm. nigga Jalen, that's a Jalen Brown move right there. Yep. Walked mm. off the court, the entire yeah, team. Cause, nah, cause we can't, right. Cause like real shit, man, real shit. You know, the shit that really bothered me over the last four or five years is it always became like, a, this is about politics. People's political, like, oh, it's just, you know, the politics of what I believe in. This shit ain't about politics, man. At this point, it is clear. If you rock with this guy, it's because you ain't shit too. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Straight like Plain that. and simple. We can't, there's no, oh, you know, but my dad, you know, my parents always voted Republican. And that's, no, 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 no. You ain't shit. I mean, we all know somebody. I, we're not going to name names. We have a common friend that uh, the weekend after Donald Trump was elected back in 2016, he showed up at a party talking about give him a chance, give him a chance. Mm -hmm. as, as the four years have kind of gone by, the gray areas for, for giving the benefit of the doubt has kind of like waned, whittled, whatever you want to use to describe just like the benefit of the doubt that we can give this guy and the shit that he does, man. And like Cliff said, I mean, 
I hate to be so black and white about it, but if you were rocking with him now, after all this, then you you just a piece of shit, man. Like straight, I mean, straight like that. Call it what it there's, is. There's nothing else to really say about it. And that's not even some partisan shit. That's not me being a lifelong Democrat, which I am. That's not me disliking Donald Trump, which I do. What's going on in this country right now is unfucking acceptable. Like this shit happens in like third world countries with like like a fallen state type shit. This is the fucking United States of America, dog. Like this shit doesn't happen here. For the first time ever, not even in the 1860s, a Confederate flag was flown in the Capitol building in the United States of America. Like that's what happened today. These motherfuckers walked in there, no guns, just straight, just uh, uh, Bass Pro Shops energy with their fucking flags and shit, walking in that joint talking about, let's overthrow the government, let's do this shit. I'm like, dog. Ah, it's just it's if this is what you're rocking with, then this is this is fuck you. If that's what is, you're rocking with, this is a I got a big fuck you. Yeah, I'm flustered right now because I don't even know what to say, but this is this is your lane. Like this stand by your man. Don't 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 uh don't don't get shy now, man. Say it with your chest. It's uh, disgusting, man. It's disgusting, man. Disgusting. It, it, it's hard you, to put words together. Fuck you storm the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And we don't put like and I'm not I'm I am fit, I am anti-death penalty. Etc. Etc. Mm-hmm. But there are choices people make. If, I, if you storm a federal building, let alone the Capitol, deserve to get your far ass as, as far as I've known <laughs> in my life, that gets you too. Yep. So the don't. Somebody said on Twitter, you, you can't storm a federal building and grant that auto. They put three in your bone. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> nigga. Right up, real shit. <laughs> So, you know, I think the scary thing is, man, people really underestimating just how bad this shit is. This isn't the end either. Yeah, this this shit ain't over, man. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to be. So some of y'all need to learn how to internet better. Because some of y'all some dumbasses. You will believe everything you see on the fucking internet. You can't even discern whether something's true or not. So fuck it, man. Fuck it, I. You see, they uh, finally started deleting Trump's tweets today. Mm-hmm. Well, they See, locked his uh, they locked his Twitter for twelve hours. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, about four years too late, but you know, I guess they're right. Them. <laughs> the fuck. Yep. Just... I mean, it's only a matter of time. It, it will happen. I mean, at this point, you can't really defend this shit. All his platforms are gonna get shut down at some point. But you know. The damage is done. Like he's exposed the nasty, disgusting underbelly of this country for what it is. For real, mm-hmm. straight up. Straight up. All right, let's talk football. <laughs> um, <laughs> un- unless y'all want to keep going on, y'all said what you had to say, right? I'm, I, it's hard to even put words together, my nigga, because it's, I mean I'm ready to go for football though. But I'm, it's it's just us three running up in the Capitol, nigga. We are face down with bullets in our back. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I mean, not that y'all don't know that, but it's just like it's just. It's crazy that we're truly witnessing on television, but it kind of, to be honest, it's kind of a good thing that it happened just so people could actually truly see, oh yeah, there truly is white privilege in this world. Not that people didn't already know that, but I'm just glad that people got to see it live on national television. If we if we keep it in a buck, like these people are doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And I told Cliff earlier, it was funny because Anderson Cooper said on CNN, it's absolutely crazy, but you know what? All these people, they're going to go back to the little Olive Gardens and to their holiday inns. They're going to drink their drinks. And nothing's gonna happen to them. Right. They're gonna go about their business. They just walk home, mm-hmm. walk to their hotel. That's yep. fucking crazy, man. Yep. Crazy. Like, yep. in cuffs. There wasn't law enforcement showing up for hours. Mm-hmm. Y'all show up to every goddamn thing. 50 mm-hmm. deep. 50 deep. Why are these people here? Oh, well, you know, I lost my wallet. 50 <laughs> cop cars show up. Mm-hmm. Brother got a tail light out. I got right. the cop cars. <laughs> right, nigga, they should have called the fucking Arlington police. Them niggas would have been there in two minutes flat. <laughs> Commonwealth. Nah, you know, you know what's weird? Hey, this is no offense to the police, because, but I was like John ja Root, and they, they would just show up and start knocking heads. But I knew they weren't going to. Mm-hmm. I knew they weren't going to. Fuck no. So, people, the, the line has been drawn in the sand. It was drawn a few years back. All right. This all this shit says a lot about who you are. This ain't yep. about your politics. It's about mm-hmm. what kind of scummy person are you? Because mm-hmm. some of y'all were scummy, but then decided I'll be less scummy and not do it again in 2020. Even mm-hmm. though really, really, you only did that because people probably shamed you for it. 
or you felt mm-hmm. ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. You still rocking with him now? Or you the worst of the worst? Right. Uh-huh. Straight up. Straight like that. Okay. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. When I was sitting upstairs taking notes for this podcast, I was like, man, I couldn't stop watching CNN, just playing on Twitter, like like looking at the shit that's going on. So you have to bear with me. I, I don't have many notes, but I mean, nigga, I don't got Jack. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's one thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? Because we all know that when we talk about like how can we win this game on Saturday night, everybody's gonna say, well, the defensive line needs to ball out. Like, that's painfully obvious. That's mm-hmm. our best shot. Frankly, that might be our only shot. So. I want to talk about some of the other nuanced parts of the game and places that we might be able to exploit um, Tampa Bay. So I was looking at just the games they've lost this year, and I'm trying to see the games that does this team have a comp to us? Like, is there a path? Is there a a, a diagram or a setup of a way to beat the, the, the Buccaneers? Went back to the Bears game, right? Bears are a pretty similar team to us. I mean, their quarterback is pretty underwhelming. I mean, uh, Trubisky's playing better of late, but let, let's not be fooled. Trubisky is still and always will be Mr. Trubisky plus Nick Foles. Uh, defense is not as good as ours, but, you know, pretty good. They shut down Tom Brady that night. I think he only had like 190 yards and a touch and a couple picks. Um, they give a lot of yards on the ground, but I noticed that we kind of been doing the same as well, like when teams decide to run us. But they forced a bunch of turnovers. They made them uh, – uh, a bunch of mindless mistakes. I think they actually blocked the punt that game, if I if I remember correctly. So, wh- what do you guys think? It, what is the clear path outside of just the, the D line being ferocious to actually win this game on Saturday? Obviously, this is a matter of focusing on your strengths, like you talked about. So, the D line is like a no brainer, right? We need to play well on D. We are going to need some play made by either a chunk play from our offense special teams play right we're gonna have to steal points somewhere um a lot of what we've been able to do and when i look at the the bucks as a team the 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 bucks seem to be a team where if you look at their schedule they've done they've really torched bad defenses all year they played a bad defense lit them up what is underrated about them is their defense is a top five defense. These kind of games, while we also need to steal points, we cannot come out here three and out, three and out, three and out. Like, that's just not going to cut it. It's not. Got to be the run game, man. It's got to be the run game. Their run defense is not as good as it was when they had um, Vita, Vita Vea. Since he's been out, the defense, the run defense has dropped off. Devin White will be out. Gibson, McKissick, I wish we had another back that could sort of mix, we could mix in there. But they're going to be the vital part of this game. I think the goal will be to keep them off the field as much as we can and then sort of shorten the game up. So I think that's really our path is to shorten the game, focus on our, and, and, and put us in a situation where the, the Bucks do not have the ball all the time. I'm right there with you, Cliff. I mean, I kind of told y'all in the chat, like, Obviously, you got to find a way to keep that offense on the sideline, which goes right into what you're saying as far as the run game is concerned. And if we have the ability to run the ball, we can kind of counter that aggressiveness that, they, that Todd Bowles likes to use on defense because, you know, he's ready to blitz on first, second, or third down. And obviously, if you're able to set up the run game, that can lead into some sort of play action. I know you said they're not, they haven't been as tough against the run game, but they still got some dogs up front that can kind of, you know, if we allow them to control the line of scrimmage, we may not be able to run the football, but I just hope it's a situation where Scott sticks with the run. Like, don't go away from it. Like, okay, they stopped us four or five times. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to drop back Alex or Heineke, you know, 35, 40 times, because that's not going to get it done. Um, not saying the Bucks got the strongest cornerbacks in the league because they've been exposed in a few games themselves, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. If we some kind of way get Gibson going, in some kind of way get, get – try to get the play action going where we could try to get the ball in McLaurin's hands or maybe get Steve Sims in a play over top or Cam Sims over top. Like, like you said, we need some sort of chunk plays, whether that's special teams, whether that's in play action, a deep ball to McLaurin, or we, we got to do something because you know, Tom and them, they going to come out and they slinging that rock, regardless of what the defensive line is doing. So some kind of way we got to get chunk plays and get this run game going. Yeah. Uh, to echo some of you said a second ago, uh, Seagas about the past defense. I mean, I know it's Mahomes and I know it's Jared Goff and 
two really high-powered offenses, and in Mahomes' case, like a generational quarterback, but 543 yards, 413 yards. They, they have a game this year where they gave up 342 yards, a game where they gave up 427 yards, a game where they gave up 385 yards. Like their pass defense, for as talented as they are, uh, they have been uh, – they tend to give up a bunch of chunk plays. And you get out of yeah, and that brings me to my, to my next uh, topic, um, the chess match between Arians, Lefwich, and Bowles versus Rivera, Del Rio, and Turner. Um, you know, Todd Bowles is, a, is known for scheming excellent defenses. You know, he's been doing it for a long time, and a lot of bots had success everywhere. Um, you know, every, every coach has their, has their, their weak spot. Belichick, Belichick may be, you know, excluded from this conversation, who – is the greatest coach of all time, but every coach has an excellent point. Um, what do you guys know about Arians and his offenses and um, Bulls' defenses, the, the weak points of their defenses and offenses, and see how they can be attacked? Well, I would say, you know, the thing about the Arians' offense is, and I think I said this to you on the chat, if we were playing against Brady in New England, I would feel like we had no chance, right? The ball would be out so quickly Mm-hmm. that we just wouldn't, the pressure just would never get there. Arians likes to, they want to throw the ball down the field, right? They mm-hmm. want to take shots down the field. That's just the way he wants to play, which means Brady's got to hold him the ball. I think if your quarterback can't move, we can get to you, right? We're not going to be seeing a lot of bootlegs, nothing like that. He's going to mm-hmm. drop back. He's going to be in the same spot. So that, in a certain, to a certain degree, I think that his their style of offense sort of plays to us in a way, right? We have been good about big plays in the passing game down the field, um, especially Mm -hmm. since the safeties got replaced. Mm -hmm. I think the main concern defensively would be Jeremy Reeves. He could have a long day, man. He could have a long day. That that piece you said about Brady, like, you know we want to get pressure with the front four, but obviously I know Del Rio, he's going to count on the front four to do that, but it's also a situation where you may want to you got to throw in a couple blitzes there where you you got to blitz Tom up the middle to move him off of his spot. Because like you said, he's not looking to roll out. He's not looking to really truly move in the pocket. If you can get your hands up in his face, get some, you know, get a couple defenders up the middle, like you got to find a way to just, you know, like the Giants used to do in those two Super Bowls. Or like you said, Paul, earlier, how the Bears played them or even how the Rams played them this year. Like you got to get pressure up the middle on Brady to make him uncomfortable and not just let him sit in the pocket and just throw darts on you all day. Yeah, and it's gotta be. And it's gotta be early. It's got. This has gotta be one of those things where, um, right Allen, out the gate, Allen and Payne. This is mm-hmm. an impo- incredibly important game for them because I think they're gonna give. They're gonna give Chase Young a lot of attention. Would be my guess. They're gonna have some help for Donovan Smith on Chase Young. If Payne and Allen can be getting consistent pressure up the middle, and just forcing Brady to either try to get a little further back in the pocket, which mm-hmm. caters to. Sweating uh, Young's pass rushes. I think that's the way to do it. It's also going to be cold as shit. And I don't give a damn what they tell me about that man's arms. That man is old. You hit him early. And I think I, told, I sent y'all this stat. Um, Brady this season, under pressure. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Brady this season, with no pressure, QBR is 84. Brady, Oops. under pressure, six is his QBR for the season. Mm-hmm. He's trying he to get hit. That forty-three year old body not trying to take them punch. Take that. Not only is he not trying to get hit, he does because it's not. He's not in New England for in the year twenty. He doesn't always have. He doesn't have the quick instincts in terms of like where the ball has to go every single time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he just. It's just not the same. It's a new offense for him too. So, I hope Mike Evans does play because I think that actually helps us in that regard. Because he's he's trying to get the ball downfield to Mike Evans. If it's Godwin and Brown. You're gonna see a lot of quick stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that what that's what does concern me playing as a quarterback like him. That was another one of my things I was looking at too, Paul. Um, they scheme it up well for Godwin to get their mismatches out the slot, and he ends up with a linebacker on him outside on like a wheel route or some shit. It's like I see that route every time Godwin's playing. Some kind of way he gets mashed up on a linebacker, and you're seeing him streaking down the sideline. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm, so, I'm pretty sure Del Rio and Old Riverboat are aware of that, but. You can't allow Godwin to get mashed up on a linebacker on a wheel route because it's guaranteed six. So that was one of the things that I noticed in a lot of their games that I reviewed. Right. Um, I'm watching some of their game right now, uh, just like uh, the All-22. And I'm I'm noticing, sorry, I'm noticing two kind of uh, consistent themes with the way they run the passing game. They either will go empty with Tom and and 
uh, a shotgun mm -hmm. and just he'll do a three-step drop and he'll pat the ball and he'll let it go. I mean, that's I feel like that's the way they might go with us. But if they decide to do some of this power play action with uh, Bray doing a seven-step drop, which they like to do a lot, and they, they do this look and they scheme so many things out of it, like you said, like they'll put Fournette or Vaughn or uh, even Ronald Jones out on a wheel route, They'll set up a backside screen to Gronk or to Cameron uh, Great. Um, they do a lot of different things at this look, but if you can disrupt Tom on that seven-step drop, if you can get to him, like our speed on the edges, when quarterbacks are forced to drop far uh, that far back, because that's just like kind of makes a better angle for the defensive end to actually get home. They can use their speed to like just get outside of that offensive tackle's reach. You can get to him and you can disrupt them and. Luckily, I mean, hopefully you're able to get a couple like turnovers, a few batted balls, this and that, because Tom's not going to miss too many. Maybe you can force him to miss a few, but he's not going to miss too many. But what you got to do is make him throw it up. You got to swat that ball out of his hand and cause a fumble, something like that. You're going to have to get a big play like Cliff said. Like it, mm -hmm. it can't just be, you're not going to beat him in a, in a shootout. You're going to have to score some different way. But yeah, I, I was going to say also, oh, go ahead, Cliff. I think it's also a rhythm thing. Um, if you like in their games, uh, whether it's the Rams game, Giants game, Bears, both fourth New Orleans games, their offense started real slow, right? They had they had problems just getting in rhythm. The misconception of this team now is that because they were playing the teams that they were playing towards the end of the year, that it's assumed that they've turned it all around. Yeah. Even though going into November, in going into December, they opened with a bye week, people were not as positive about the state of their offense when they went in that bye week, right? They got to play the Falcons twice, the Vikings and the Lions. Yep. Now they look so much better. But we aren't those teams. We are not those teams defensively. When they've played top teams defensively, they have struggled. Right. That's not forget the Lions let Alex throw for like three, 380 or something like that. Wasn't it 380? And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. In the Lions game, they had they had the COVID issues with their coaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Lions, I think, were down to like their fifth and sixth corners. Mm -hmm. The Vikings have been the worst. Vikings have been one of the worst defenses in the league second half of the season. I think, uh, what's his name? Mike Zimmer said it's the worst defense he had ever coached in his career. Mm -hmm. And then we had the Falcons. And, we, yeah. and they played them twice. Listen to this. He put up, Bucks put up 588 total yards against the Lions, 485 against the Falcons in the last two weeks. They're averaging four, uh, 45 and a half points per game over that span the past two weeks. Yes, it's bad defense. Those are incredible numbers. I mean, they are hot right now. But like you said, they haven't seen our defense. They haven't seen our speed and, and velocity out, outside. And they haven't come against frankly, a defensive schemer like Del Rio or Rivera in the past few weeks. I mean, maybe since week, was it week 11 when they faced the Rams? Have they seen a defense that is well put together as ours? No, they haven't. They haven't. I'm actually curious to see, because I think our defense is playing at a level to where, and the D-line is so dominant to where, you can't just come play us and be like, we're going to play the way we always play. So there's going to be some things that the Bucks don't normally do that they might have to do for this game. I'm always concerned in games like this when we're so focused on passing games that we end up getting killed by Ronald Jones in one of four nights. Hey. Like yeah, that that's always next, seems that's to be the thing that happens in this kind of games. That was my next point. Yep. Do not forget about Rojo, Ronald Jones. You cannot sleep on the run game. Like clearly they know we have a we have a we have a pretty dominant front four. So how do you counter an aggressive front four with a statue quarterback? You run the football. Rojo has ability right. to get out on you, bro. He averaged 5.1 this year, and people might sleep on him, but he's not going down after that first hit. You got to come up and you got to wrap up and tackle that dude. Rojo, he he has a very good skill set that fits that uh, offense that they're running, and I would not be surprised if Bruce Arians starts feeding him that ball early just to kind of counter our front defensive line. Yeah. If he, if he was smart, that's what he would do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also forget they have LaShawn McCoy in the rosters. This man is just floating around the – the, the bench is Ray Clark, another ring. I respect it though. Former Washington murderer. He, but he was getting snatched for a little bit. I think the weird thing about their team is I don't know what the hell they see in Leonard Fournette. I've never understood it. I've oh. never even, you know, Fournette went what top five, right? Mm -hmm. I was not the biggest Fournette fan coming out. Like he, he had all these highlight plays. They still play him a lot. Yeah. The weird thing for their, and you know, their team, their running back situation is murky because they got him because they want him to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. Ronald Jones, not a good receiver out the back. So that is an area where that is a weakness for us 
but it's actually also a weakness for them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they try to exploit it. I hope I hope KPL's on the field. Is yeah. there any news on him? That would be um, huge. I got the injury report right here. Um, he, uh, KPL, he was limited today again. I think that's more than what he did last week, though. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was limited except for Thomas Davis, who didn't play. And I think that uh, uh, Fuller was off the injury report. He had a knee issue, but he was off it. So that, that's was, was Sheriff off because he was on the report yesterday. Nope. Sheriff's on the injury report, limited. I was going to ask y'all because I was looking at their depth chart. Was Carlton Davis like, because um, he's out at cornerback. Has he been playing recently? He's, no, he's been hurt. Okay. He's, he usually is a starter, though. So the Bama that's been getting yeah. cooked is Jamel Dean, right? Yeah. No, nah, Jamel Dean's good. It's the other so guy. So which one, which one been getting cooked? Because one of them corners has been getting exposed. It's uh, Murphy Bunting. Okay, Murphy Bunting. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Murphy Bunting. One of them yeah. is always in somebody's highlights. Because so. Dean, also- and, Dean and what's the name with the, um, Auburn? Carlton Davis. They also got Ross Cockrell. Yeah, I've never been a fan. They do have my boy. Yeah, (laughs) they do have my boy uh, Jordan Whitehead from Pitt. I liked him a few years back at free safety. Obviously, Antoine Winfield Jr. is turning into one of the best young, strong safeties in the league. But uh, they're young. It's a young defense, a a, a young secondary, especially. They can be exploited, like like we mentioned earlier. I got a question for you all. They got a nice, good young safety, right? Winfield or Curl. I mean, if you're talking about the value <laughs> of the pick, or you're talking about overall talent. I'm talking about players. Who would you rather have? So that's tough, man, because I, li- I like Winfield's game. I wanted him when he was coming out. But, I mean, I'm good. Believe me, Cliff. I'm good with Curl because Curl looks like he might be a stud. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, it's a pick for real. You can't go wrong if we, be, if we keep it in a buck. Winfield's going to be a baller. But, I'm, like I'm you all said, the value that we got with Curl in the seventh round, you can't beat that shit. I'm going to pick Curl just because – you know, the lineage of having Antoine Winfield's name, that, that's that's dope. But Cameron Curl, like, like Nick, if you pick a better name for a free safety, nah. <laughs> I'm going to pick Curl. Did y'all see that uh, during the press conference uh, earlier this week, they were talking to Arians about Antonio Gibson, and they said they, they almost took yep. him around two when they mm-hmm. took Winfield, and they were mm-hmm. waiting for him to come back around three, but we snatched him up. Thank God we mm-hmm. did. Yep. Can you imagine what they do with a back like Antonio Gibson in that offense? You said, we just talked about how none of their backs catch, but imagine him. Nasty screen game would be crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know man. what I thought about too, though. It's funny that we brought up the safeties because if we do get pressure, we can hold up in coverage. This is going to be a big game for Curl because he's probably going to be matched up with Grunt, right? Yeah. If we, if and we being honest about it, and Tom will try to get that ball out of his hands. So mm-hmm. that, that that's a, that's going to be a matchup to look at between Grunt versus uh, Cameron Curl. Yeah. Uh, no, no blown coverages. Cooley was talking about this week. There was a couple blown coverages that uh, Jalen Hurst just didn't see. Tom Brady is going to see him. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can bet the mortgage on that. So, no blown coverages. Beat sound. If you get beat, you get beat. But just no fifty yards, please. Your man Jeremy Reeves, man. We need him this week. Got to step up, bro. Got to step up. Yeah. He, he is I really the one. Right. He's the one I'm really concerned about because mm-hmm. you know they're going to try to target someone. I think the secondary this year has been pretty good overall. Obviously, mm-hmm. Curl's played well. Darby, they're going. These people are going to be tested out here. Fuller, Fuller's had some rough games second half of the year. They're going to mm-hmm. test you out here, Jimmy yep. Moreland, because they're going to be on three receivers most of the game. Actually, nope. that's not. That's <laughs> actually not true. So I'm actually curious to see how much Antonio Brown plays. The one thing I had noticed with them after they got AB, because I think people sort of like looked into the way AB played in the last game of the season after Mike Evans got hurt. And obviously it turned out there were some incentives in his deal, which is why he got his targets. He was not playing a ton. No. Right? Not at all. They still use Scotty Miller a lot. Yeah, Scotty Miller. And then they got Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. They mix Mm -hmm. some guys in at tight end uh, with Brayton and Gronk. I think, you know, every time I've seen Brady, man, when Brady has his rough games, it's because he's on his ass from quarter number one. Yep. Yeah. It's always it's been the same thing, you know, and I don't think that's changed. And even during the regular season, when the games that they did have rough times on offense, it's because he was on his ass. He too cannot move. So that's just look, the defense is gonna have to play their best game of the season. Mm-hmm. 
just assume that this is what it's going to take in order to win this game. Absolutely. The other side of the ball, they're just not healthy, man. Nope. Not healthy on that side of the ball. But that's where that's where them chunk plays come in, Cliff. Some kind of way we got to figure out how to get some shots downfield that you know turn into points, or we get a return from Sims in the special teams game, or yeah. we get a short field, or you got a twenty yard return last week. I, oh, you I know, I know, like, I, I know, no, I, I know. We should, listen to we, beat a team we, like this. You're gonna need you, you potentially. You may need a return from Sims. Uh, you know. Oh no! Hear me out. Hear me out. I know that. I know that. When we talked about this in the last podcast. We all know that we need Sims. We also know we need Sims not to let a ball bounce off his damn chest. Yeah, but he know that too. <laughs> I know. So like we I think I think it's also a matter of there's gonna be some trick plays, man. There has to be. You just know it. That we're gonna we're gonna be going I, I like well I, I don't know about the fourth down part because I don't know if they'll be as cool as as interested in doing that, but there's gonna be some trick plays. Gotta be on our you gotta break out the whole playbook, Scotty. Yeah. You got to You got. You really have to, uh, dude. You know the best way to start for us to start this game. I mean, we should talk about the two quarterback stuff. Yeah, I was just gonna say but that. Yeah. The best way for us to start this game would be a long drive for six. So you want the ball first, Cliff? No, no, I'm not saying our first drive. I never <laughs> want the ball first. I never. Want. But <laughs> if we can have a, let's say we go, they go three and out. We get a long drive. It goes like mm-hmm. eight minutes, and the game just gets shorter. Yep. Like we we like I, I you know the weird thing is there's no fans in this game. So it's not gonna have a playoff energy to it. It's just nope. not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. If we can make if we can just put some pressure on them, where we're not down 10 nothing midway mm-hmm. through the first quarter. If we can although we were down there versus Steelers and <laughs> we ended up coming back and winning, but we can't yeah. expect that. We cannot expect not versus that. this offense. Yeah, and Alex is just not as healthy as he was. Yeah. At that time, we gotta start this game well. We got to, man. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the two quarterbacks, though. I, I'm surprised, frankly, that we waited this long to talk about it. Uh, first off, where do you guys stand on it? Second off, when does the rotating quarterbacks go? Like, do you think they tip it in one way or another, depending on Alex's health? Do you think they tip it in one way, depending on who's playing better? Like, I think this whole thing could be scrapped if Alex comes out there and looks fine. Let's just let's just flush it out and see what you guys are thinking about it. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Even if Alex is playing fine, I gotta be honest. I'm first off. I'm open to the idea of them doing it for one because Alex is not 100% healthy. So if he, even if he comes out there and Alex is okay, I would still get Heineke, get him some reps, get him in the game just to one, give the defense a different look. Also, because you want Alex to try to get through this game. And like Cliff said, maybe we do get up at one point. Like maybe we can get a drive and we get down and score, and then they get a three and out. And matter of fact, why not put Heineke in the game to you know? just get his feet wet in case we do need him potentially in the second half in case, you know, something happens to Alex because clearly he's not 100% healthy and playing that aggressive defense like the Bucks got, I mean, <laughs> it, it could be any moment <laughs> before yeah. Alex is, you know, removed from the game. So, uh-huh. I mean, I'm def- it's, it's funny the, the way that Rivera explained it. Like, he said he would use it like a pitcher rotation. Like, and I honestly, I mean, and y'all know how the NFL is with you can't, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. Like, I'm actually open to this idea of, you know, going with Alex or putting Heineke in, like do a little rotation just so we can try to, you know, stay in the game and keep Alex in the game and say we get to the fourth quarter where we're actually in it, then, you know, we can roll Alex out there and do what we got to do. Or if Heineke comes in and kind of balls like he did versus the Panthers, I mean, maybe we can roll with him for a little stretch and give Alex a little break. So, I mean, I'm, I'm open to it, to be honest with you. I think it's a great idea. I think they'll only do it if Alex plays like he did. I think this is more a matter of like, Alex might be able to come out there at the beginning of the games and, and look okay. But yeah, he's gonna get hit. We can't well beyond even getting hit, when we get to the point where we're, it's just ugly drive, ugly drive, ugly drive in a do or die yeah. situation, we can't definitely. just let him us we can't just play it out. Yeah, no, definitely. Right? Not. Like we did that shit on Sunday because we were leading. I'm actually curious as to whether they might have pulled him on Sunday had we fallen behind in the late night uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because we couldn't do anything. He couldn't move. His, yeah. his, his lack of mobility became a liability for us. So I think that's really what this is more so about. I can't see them being like, we're going to alternate drives in the first. Yeah, nah, yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but wouldn't it be something if they went with Heineke, like for a drive or two, like consecutively, like just to go up tempo and throw a wrinkle in there mm-hmm. and make Todd Bowles mm-hmm. 
think a little more than he has to. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's a set of plays that Alex can run. There's a set of plays that Heineke can run. I'm assuming the plays that Heineke are, you know, has its arsenal are, uh, involved way more movement by the quarterback, may more, maybe explosive shots. Shots that, explosive shots downfield. Yep. I mean, just put him in the game for two drives, go up tempo and just see what he does. I mean, the worst thing that happens is nothing because nothing is happening with Alex. The best thing that could happen is that you get fuck around and get 10 points out of it or something like that. I don't yep. know. Mm-hmm. Got to be open to anything, man. We're, I mean, obviously the, the odds are against us. So if you play in a high powered offense like this, and obviously Alex is not his healthiest right now. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it, to be honest with you. Like, but clip, I'm with you though. I don't see them going Alex drive, Heineke drive. Like, I don't think it would be a situation like that, but I was just saying more of, I could see it a scenario where if say if we do, you know, we get a long drive, we get some points on the board, get a stop. I mean, then you could give Heineke a shot to get in the game, just getting his feet wet and see what he does. Yeah, but then you're going to be like, why are we taking Alex out? We just scored. That's true, too. It, I mean, it's two sides to it, so. No right, doubt. like, I, I I, think they know, like, when he's missing the Cam Sims play because he, he's worried about getting hit, like, mm-hmm. shit like that makes, seems to, like, it, it, it with good reason makes you worried. Definitely. Right, because the truth is, sure, we are a heavy underdog in this game. Us winning this game is not uh, like unrealistic. There are things we would have to do to win the game, mm-hmm. but one of the things we can't do is have an offense that literally isn't moving the ball. Like we just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're expecting Tom Brady to be as inefficient as Nick Mullins, where he's just handing us touchdowns defensively. Like that's not going to happen. Like you got to keep uh, move the ball, which is why I, I kind of think this could be a good idea for the offense. Obviously, this could be Alex's last start. Of- you know, it's very possible this is the last start. So, you know, let him get the start and see where he goes from there. I mean, I just don't see him lasting a full 60 minutes because he hasn't done it in several weeks now. I just know that leg is less than 100%, and it was already on, like, 50% to begin with. So, I don't know. It, it, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, what's the line? What's the line? The line is eight Bucks and a half, by eight. Yeah. It's eight and a half now? Damn, CBS has it at eight. Yeah, over un, over over under forty five point points. I mean that, that honestly seems kind of high. I know Should we do a little over under before we give a like a prediction? Or Should we do a little over unders on a couple of drinks? Over under Heineke drives or yeah. some shit. <laughs> I got one for That's you. Oh, start. Over uh, under passes by Logan Thomas. Point five. Over under. Over. Over. Bang the over. I got Logan throwing one clip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though, Cliff. I got Logan throwing one Saturday night, bro. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think if you got some trick plays in the back, whatever mm-hmm. trick plays they got in the back, they are going to be running something. You remember what y'all remember when oh. we had a reverse with Isaiah, with Isaiah Wright, and he was about to throw that drink one time. I can see a scenario with that happening too. A receiver, receiver pass. It might happen. Yeah. How about it this? How about this? Fourth down. Uh, do I want to do fourth down conversions or fourth down attempts? Let's do fourth down attempts by Rivera. Let's set it at two and a half. Oof. I'm going over. I Usually I would go under, but I just think that Rivera is going to be like, I mean, we made it this far. We might as well. Let's, let's go full riverboat. All right, I got one. Over, under on drives for Heineke. I'm going to set it at three. <laughs> Three drives? Mm-hmm. I think if he has three drives, it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'll be serious. Like, you know, matter of fact, all right, I'll do – let me do one and a half. One or maybe, half. maybe, maybe he's out there getting his Frank Wright on and just leading a glorious comeback. Oh, Don't man. do that because Frank Wright was bowling for Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one and a half, over, under, Heineke drives. What y'all got? Mm-hmm. I'll take the over on one and a half. Three was a little bit – was pushing it. One and a half, I'll take the over, though. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. I'm going over. I I I think there is a chance <laughs> that, um, especially if we don't start the game well, I think they might have a quick hook with Alex at this point. Mm. You think so? Yeah. I I think you don't have much of a choice. It, like, the the amount of, the uh, the lack of mobility he's showing. It's hobbling the offense. Not even just that, though, Cliff, but if he comes out extremely slow and we can't move the ball and the Bucks start getting some drives, we got to make a move. Like, you, you got to go, yeah. go behind him. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, 
there are times where I'm like, wow, Alex, you're kind of holding us back. Mm-hmm. Like, with all due respect. As well as he has done for us, no doubt. So, banged up. Look, it's like, it's, this is the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. We've never really been in a situation like this going to a playoff game when it came to the quarterback position. So, Ron is going to do what he feels like it needs to be done to win the game. And if that means pulling them out, didn't he say some shit like he th- he felt like uh, Scott was um, a little too conservative with Alex? Yep. Was trying to protect him? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying last week. Yeah, he was just doing his best to not put Alex in positions to get hurt. And I, I know that we can't do it this week. We all know we can't do it this week. You're going to have to score mm-hmm. points. You, you can't win this game with – I don't think you're, you're going to win this game with anything less than like 20, 23, 24 points. And that's with an A-plus ever from the defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. We'll just put that number. What's the minimum number of points that the team has to score? Offense, defense, special teams, whatever, to be in the fight, like end of the game. I mean, you bet you gonna have to be in the twenties at least. Oh yeah, 21. no doubt. I say twenty-one. You say twenty-one? Yeah. At least. I, I I think the only way we win this game is if our defense has a dominant performance. Mm-hmm. And so in short of us getting some sort of random touchdown that we, you know, that wasn't in the, like in the card, something out of the blue, mm-hmm. I think our defense can hold, would have to hold them under 20 points for us to win the game. I got another one for y'all, though. Over, under, on sacks for the defensive line. And I'm going to put it at three and a half. Sacks? Mm-hmm. I thought about going just sacks for Chase and Montez, but I think, like Cliff said, this is an opportunity for Deron and John Allen to put some work in this on Saturday night. So I'm going for the D-line as a whole, three and a half. You know I'm what? going over. You know what? I'll take the under for the D-line, but defense as a whole, I'll take the over if you're doing it like that. Okay. I think they're going to get some sacks on break. Brady doesn't move. Go through a thing where I watch us not sack Jalen Hurts. And then they put somebody like Nate Suffolk in the game and we're in his face now. Nah, I I'm like, okay, that's what we do against non-mobile quarterbacks. He'll get the ball off quick. He'll get a few uh, a few ones on us, like where he gets the ball too quick for us to get home. But it's not going to be like that all night. I'll take the over on that. Well, so see, what I, what I think Brady does in, these kind of, in those kind of games is it's not that he – there'll be times where we could have sacked him, but he, he kills the play. Mm-hmm. Right, like there are times when we have we might Chase might just be about to get there, and he's able to get the ball away and and and, and basically kill it. You gotta hit him. Forget the sacks. I want good hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, watch out for the penalties because you know Tom's gonna ask for a flag. Hmm. But hit him. Yeah. Gotta mm-hmm. hit him early, man. Gotta hit him early. If we if we can, because they're expected to win this game. And that's, that's the weird thing about the Bucs situation. They are expected to win, and this is a team that has never won shit mm-hmm. as a team. These people have never won anything. So here you are. This is a playoff game where everybody thinks you're supposed to blow us out. What happens if we come out and we are whooping your ass early and we got our energy up and you don't have it? You just don't have it that night. That's what the fuck happens in these night playoff games, wild mm-hmm. card year, with mm-hmm. the wild card. We get one... We get one funky wild card result every year. Yep. We've now gone to three a day. There's going to be a funky result on on Saturday. Hmm. So. Don't get me hyped out here. Hopefully it's us. <laughs> hopefully, like, hopefully it's us. But gosh, I just, every time we get in these kind of games, I'm like, I don't, where are the points going to come from? Man? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I know that's where I'm always at on that. Yeah, but. I, I can't explain it, man, but when Alex starts, the points just come, man. Like They got that confidence. They don't weird, give up. It's a weird thing, man. Like mm-hmm. they, They'll fuck around and block a punt and return for a touchdown just because Alex is out there, even though he has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even if like, like even if we're like, like you said earlier, if we got a couple three and outs, like it's like they just don't get down, though. Like usually our teams in the past, like we're not moving the ball. We're like, oh, shit, here we go. It's going to be a long day. Like they don't get down. Like they just try to find opportunities to make plays or yeah. – Turner will try to speed up the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, they – I mean, I think we're going to be in the game. So, I'm not saying yeah. we're going to win it, but I think we, we also, have we have an opportunity, man. We're also very much a defense-first team now. So, 
our offense starting slow does it's like well that's cool because this is this ain't your you ain't the star of the show yet mm-hmm. right um if you look at Brady this year in the games where they have lost in the games they've lost he has thrown nine interceptions this is like I said earlier this is not Brady on the Pats Brady on the Pats was a fucking machine all right mm-hmm. game would start he knew exactly who was going to be open every play where to go with the ball every play that's why his QB his QB his, his rating when he's under pressure on this team it's not he, he, it's not the same for him he doesn't know where his safety valves are all the time when he's under pressure if you hit this guy we got to hit him I, I'm, and I'm not out here saying hit him illegally it's going to be cold he's got to fill us early man got to fill us early he gets yeah. comfortable. It's going to be a long day, long night. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. On that, you want to do predictions? Prediction, yeah. Prediction, prediction. Let's get it. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll start. Yeah. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 26, Washington 17. I think they pull up. They pull away late. I think mean, we keep it close. They pull away late. It's too many plays. Too many. Too much Brady. Too much defense. What was that again? I said twenty six seventeen Tampa. Twenty six seventeen. Um. Hey man, I think we're gonna be in this game, and it's gonna it's gonna come down to the fourth quarter. Um, Brady's gonna get his points, but I don't think it's gonna be a situation where they just out here just going up and down the field on us. I think we're gonna give him hell in that pocket. Um, and I think the final score is going to be 23 to 20 behind three field goals from Dustin Hopkins. And we're going to get a W. Oh, oh, Corey. (laughs) Oh, Corey. But y'all got to understand this with this. My prediction is house money because we ain't supposed to be here. So I'm hoping it's 23, 20. It may not end up that, but. My prediction is if we do win the game, it's going to be a situation where we're going to get some points from Hopkins, uh-huh. and it's going to be a 23-20 to 20 scenario. But I could also see a situation where the Bucs beat us. Like you said, Paul, 26-17, it could get away, but I think the defense is going to keep us in the game. Um, on Saturday night, we, we're we not playing no fucking – wait, look, 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 our last playoff game was versus Aaron Rodgers, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. With Kirk's bum ass. Pre, the previous game, previous last playoff game before that was Russell Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, on Saturday night we are facing. This is his time of the year, man. This is Brady's time of the year. He don't normally play this weekend, though. Normally he's off this weekend. He damn for sure ain't playing on the road this weekend. This, mm-hmm. this is first, this is his first road playoff game wild card weekend, correct? Yep. In his career. Uh, yep. I didn't yep. know that, but it sounds about right. Yeah, it's first definitely first game. We, yeah, yep. Um, the defense is well aware that they are going to need to have. Can they have a night? I think they can. I think they can. I think we keep it low scoring, but we lose at the end. I'm gonna go. Oh I'm my a, god! I'm gonna go twenty-one twenty. Bucks. See? <laughs> Miss, missed field goal by Hopkins to lose. Oh my God. Dog. If. Woo! But see, I like that though, Cliff. You saying we in it, but we lose it because he misses it. I'm leaning towards Hopkins is going to come through for us because we don't really expect him to come through for us. That's where I was going with my prediction, but I hear you. Wouldn't it be some shit if we lost on a Hopkins field goal? Oh, like, it would be some shit, my nigga. Like almost like 20 years to the day when Dan and, and Matt Turk fucked us versus yep. the Bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. I like that 21 to 20 though, Cliff. That's uh yeah, I think it's gonna be close, man. I'm not saying that because I'm not even trying to be on some homer shit. I just truly feel like we're gonna be in this game. Y'all know I've always been a Brady fan, Michigan boy, but I know when you get people in Brady's face, he ain't trying to get hit. You come up, you 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 just got to get pressure on Brady. You get him off his spot. If he's got to move and he's off his spot, watch how many times he's ducking or throwing that shit away. Like, he's not trying to get hit by them boys. And Chase and Montez, Deron, John Allen, 
Tim Settle, this is your opportunity. This is this is your chance. You're on national television. Make a name for yourselves. Like clearly, we we know this team is go, trending in the right direction. We know the defense is going to be special. Like they're going to be even better in 2021, 2022. Like mm-hmm. this is a huge opportunity for them, and I just think they're going to embrace it. Listen, this is the way I look at it. We don't got nothing to lose. We have absolutely nothing to lose. The Bucks are favorite in this game, or heavy favorites in this game. If yeah, they have lose, aspirations, right? They've been talking about the Bucks going to Super Bowl since the day they signed Tom Brady. Yep. If they were to lose this game, this would be an indictment on them. Mm-hmm. They would look at it and be like, "How do we lose to Washington?" So there's no real reason for y'all to be playing tight. Just go out there, play like you've done all season. Don't be afraid of the, the, the bright lights. Y'all be okay, and just do what you've been doing the last 16 weeks. This game is not beyond any of you. You can all go out and do your thing. We can leave this joint with a W. It's it's not something I'd be willing to put money on or bet on, but, you know, do your thing, man. Shit. Straight up. Yeah. This is not, this is not an unwinnable game. Yeah. We would need a lot. Like, I think the only difference is because our offense is so bad, we have no room for margin. So you can't be giving them six points. Mm-hmm. Can't, like, it can't be none of that. There can't be, and I, that's why I get what you guys are saying about sins. We cannot, have a situation where we hand you six points that you did not earn. Did not have it. We are not, we just are not a good enough offensive team to be doing that. But I think our defense is about to keep it clear for the league. Yep. Win or lose. Yep. Next season, you're not going to want to play us. Mm -hmm. That's going to be how this game is looked at in the end. Yep. That's where I'm at. So I'm (laughs) I'm not going to be on some fucking it's a good loss type shit. I'm going to be blown if you lose. But I think oh, yeah. we can win the game. Because mm-hmm. I think the Bucs, I think the, the Bucs are like that college team who had a, who had that tough loss middle of the season to a good team, but then started smacking the bad teams and everybody thought, and everybody moved them up in the rankings again. Started playing Rutgers in Connecticut every week and shit. Yeah, or Michigan. <laughs> and so, oh, you, ain't, you ain't people that said though, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Corey, Corey ain't people that said. What do you say? I said, hey, Michigan. Hey, come on, man. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That brings up a good question. And, Corey, this is specific for you, but Cliff, please feel free to chime in. It might sound silly, but I want you to hear me out. Because they were talking about Chase Young versus Tom Brady, and somebody made a point like, oh, Ohio State versus Michigan. And somebody said, that's foolish. Dude, does Michigan really consider Tom Brady, his time at Michigan, to be an all-time Michigan great? Not, not at all, because we ain't win no championships with Tommy at Michigan. I mean, we won like an Orange Bowl and shit, but it's more of what Tom, the production he's had in the league. Like, okay. I mean, you know, anytime it's somebody. Hang on a second, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, we not going to do this Michigan <laughs> what second. What you Y'all mean we ain't win no t- <laughs> He won one title since we had color television. <laughs> hey, and wasn't it a split championship? Wasn't it a split championship? Hey, I it mean, was, we, didn't have, we didn't have the team um, – what, what do they call Urban's guys down Florida? <laughs> champions. Champions is what they call nah, them. National them, champions. Them boys was wild down in, down in Gainesville. Hey, but. man, that's a different conversation. We're not hey. here to talk about <laughs> who's breaking the law and who's <sighs> not. Look, oh. the, the, I think the difference is, one, they did they did Brady dirty. They gave a spot to someone who had not earned it. They just gave the drive. Yeah, so that that's a different up. conversation. Mm-hmm. But Brady towards the end, like Brady had a good senior year. Brady started the orange bowl. There. Yeah. So look, the truth is that you know how the Ohio State Michigan shit is. Chase is well aware that Brady went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Well aware. But this nigga Brady, he's been dominating this time of year. Chase Young's whole life. Right. <laughs> What's Chase Young? 21? Mm-hmm. His whole life. Why would he be excited? January. Man? Mm-hmm. Brady in January. We got a young team. Yep. Right. Our team is young. I know you saw the they, clip of Chase at the at the combine when he was like when they asked him who's the quarterback you want to sack in the league. He said Tom Brady. Yeah, because Brady, Brady, yeah. Brady on paper, impeccable. Mm-hmm. This guy Real is true. the this guy is the face of win. When you think about winning in the <laughs> NFL, you fucking think of Tom Brady. Real right? shit. You also know the game ain't over. Mm-hmm. Right, like Brady is in that. It's weird to say because it's football. Brady is in that Jordan mm-hmm. category. 
Yep. He is synonymous with winning. Yep. So of course they want to hit his ass. Mm-hmm. Who their, who's their backup QB? They need a uh, Blaine Gabbert. Oh, it is it is Blaine. It is Blaine. It is Blaine. It is Blaine. You're right. You're right. Blaine. Hope you're <laughs> hope you're hope you're in your playbook this week, bro. That's my warning to all backup quarterbacks when they face us. Oh. All right. Be in your playbook this week. There's a chance, man. There's a chance. Mm-hmm. You hit Tom Brady old ass, although he'd be on that 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 TB12 TB12 <laughs> diet, not eating <laughs> strawberries and shit. But this nigga eating avocado ice cream somehow that makes him super fucking strong at 43 years old. I don't I don't get it. But <laughs> look, we can win. It's just you're gonna have to play. Got to play your best football game. game. Yeah. The truth is, we haven't played a great fo- a great football game in a while. It's been a while since the Alex stuff. It's been a while since we, we played an all around good game. All right. That's it. That's all we got, man. Um, good shit. Yeah, man. Folks out in DC tonight, be safe. Folks that happy to be in DC this weekend, please be safe. Uh, shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Shout out to her. Georgia. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm 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 go on my rooftop. Let me see. Let me see if I can see MPD out here cracking skulls. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. Remember how they were clapping for the um, essential workers in New York? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> see MPD out here just bodying Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs>